Good morning, everyone. This is your host, Jawad Mir at Kingdom of Dreams Podcast. As promised, today I'll be going over the Fableman's DVD provided to us by Universal Studios, and we'll be going into thorough detail and review of the DVD in terms of the bonus features. I won't dive into the film and the quality uh, of the DVD itself, but mainly on the bonus features, which are three different documentaries. And those documentaries are Fableman's Personal Journey, which is about 11 minutes long, uh, Fableman's uh, Family Dynamics, which is about 15 minutes long, as well as Crafting Fableman's, which is about 22 minutes long. I'm not going to go into super detail of each uh, featurette each documentary, but I will touch upon some of the memorable things that sort of stood out for me my, from my perspective and that I hope that you guys enjoy as well. The first section, which is Fabelman's personal journey, um, it begins with Steven Spielberg talking about um, how he likes to give toast in the beginning, before the beginning of the production, as well as the end of the production of any of the film. So everybody, as tradition holds, on every film, I don't even remember when this started with my pictures, but we started doing toast before we shoot the first shot, and we always do a toast just before the last shot. We get into an interview with Tony Kushner, who talks about the genesis of The Fablemans, and it actually started uh, script stage on October 2nd, 2020, uh, which was in the first stages of uh, the COVID when everything was kind of in a mere lockdown. And this gave Steven Spielberg a lot of time to sort of look back at his past and kind of just push himself into telling this personal story. But there is a background to this story of how it all started. So Tony Kushner, who's a Tony Award winner, um, writer, he actually worked on Munich for the first time with Steven Spielberg. And he reveals in, this, uh, in his interview that uh, when they were filming in Malta way back in uh, 2005, 2004, um, Spielberg had told Tony Kushner his personal story. And Tony Kushner was blown away by how he came to be the Steven Spielberg that we know. And not many people know about his detailed personal story, story other than you know the ones that we know about creating Firelight, uh, creating um, Western films, and etc. And Tony Kushner also talks about um, when they decided to co-write the film together, it was such an amazing feeling for him because here he was co-writing a film with someone who wrote Close Encounters of Third Kind, and that is the only film Spielberg ever wrote. And Close Encounters of Third Kind is Tony Kushner's, uh, one of his favorite films. Uh, and he, him revealing that and him talking about that and excitement is pretty evident in the interview. Um, and Steven Spielberg talks about, uh, from a standpoint of his personal journey, when he decided to do this, he didn't want to do it as a vanity film, as you know, someone who's boasting about his who he is as a filmmaker, but more of a vulnerable character, which is portrayed by um, Gabriel, uh, clearly does a magnificent job in doing so. Um, and that's what I love about The Fablemans. Uh, obviously, um, I don't know much about Spielberg's personal life, none of us did, but I had read Joseph McBride's biography, um, in which a lot of these things are discussed, but not in this thorough manner. The entire cast, especially Gabriel, who played Sammy, which is essentially Steven Spielberg's childhood, in a matter of five minutes, you believe that Steven Spielberg's childhood, because not because he looks like him, but the essence. And he really captured that essence really, really well. And that's what makes this film so great. It just lets you in to the personal world of Spielberg that we thought we knew. And then we had uh, Tony Kushner talk about 
the origin of the name Fablemans and how it's connected to the name Spielberg. They had to come up with these fictitious names and Fablemans kind of connected really well um, to the meaning behind the name Spielberg. And I'll let you guys watch that and, and I'll continue on to the next section, which is the Fablemans family dynamics, which is about 15 minutes long. I have been dreading this day for 59 shooting days. I did not want this to end. I still do not want it to end. I have had the time of my life literally because this is a time of my life. And in this section, among many things, Spielberg talks about how he first met Michelle Williams way before Fablemans was ever conceived. And there was just something about her spirit her, that he saw his mom in her. But at that time, there was no plan to make the Fablemans. Um, and when the time came, she was immediately the right choice, the first choice for Steven Spielberg to have her play uh, his mom in The Fablemans. And then there's interviews with the rest of the cast, Seth Rogen, uh, Michelle Williams, uh, Paul Dano, Gabriel, LaBelle, and they all talk about how this was such a personal thing for Steven Spielberg, but at the same time, it was such a great experience to be part of that uh, personal story of a legendary filmmaker. And Michelle Williams also talks about her friendship with Paul Duno way before The Fablemans uh, was created, which really helped them uh, develop a really interesting chemistry. And uh, that really played in their favor and it really helped them understand each other's character really, really well on screen. And moving on, Spieler talks about how difficult it was to cast Sammy, who is portraying uh, Steven's childhood, because in order to know who to cast, you have to know who you are first. The hardest part to cast was the part of Sammy because it forced me to ask myself this question. How well do you really know yourself? He was clear he didn't want it to be mimicking him. And for Spielberg, the moment he realized that he made the right choice with Gabriel was when he started showing tendencies uh, of being a complete control freak. And Spielberg admittedly says that that's when I knew that I casted the right, um, you know, the right person from my childhood because I'm a control freak myself. And I think that goes to say about a lot of creative people, uh, you have to be a control freak uh, to be able to create your vision the way you want to because there will be outside forces and a lot of suggestions and a lot of advices that will come about that might deter you from your vision. But obviously to a limit, you have to be open to other suggestions. But in the end, if you're the director, if you have the final say. When I played the theme for mother and child, his reaction was so muted. I looked up at him, he was standing here, and he wouldn't speak. He was starting to weep a little bit. And he said, I didn't expect anything like this. And I, I, I was moved that he was so moved. The last section, which is the longest section of all, about 22 minutes long, it's called Crafting uh, Fablemans. Um, in that section, you have interviews with all the people that Spielberg has worked with over the last several decades, including production designer Rick Carter, um, who's been working with Spielberg for a long time, and he's worked with uh, um, Robert Zemeckis on quite a few projects, too. Janusz Kaminski came in 1993 um, as a Spielberg cinematographer on Schindler's List and since then has been working with him. Michael Kahn, who's the editor um, on Spielberg, uh, Spielberg films for almost like four decades now. His interview is in there, as well as um, another editor who has been working on Spielberg films, 
since I believe um, uh, Tintin. Her name is uh, Sarah Brochard. She talks about how Spielberg is truly an editor because when he shoots, he shoots for the editing room. And that is so true because as an editor myself, I can, when I'm directing, I know exactly where is what going to go. Um, and having that eye and having that sensibility in a highest level possible, um, just you know, like Steven Spielberg, makes job a lot easier for the editors in the post-production room, despite the having the notes, despite having everything. I walked onto the set the first day, and there was a perfect recreation of my childhood house from Phoenix, Arizona. There it is! There it is! Nice. Every room that Rick Carter had designed based on pictures that I had given him and visits he made to the actual location in Arizona. And I had to really control myself because it was kind of weird to see your house reconstructed. Well, the paintings are all here. Look at that. It's so cool. We wanted to make sure that when he walked into the set, the places that he would see, those are things that are exactly as they were for him growing up. All right. And there's also an interview with uh, Mark Bridges, who's the costume designer, who's new to Steven Spielberg's uh, film family. And he talks about that how he had to recreate the outfits from the 60s. And he makes an interesting comment that if you look at the pre-hippie age, which is the 60s, even the teenagers um, you know, wore very formal uh, outfits. And for him, that was important to bring back on the screen in the most uh, authentic way. And then he talks about how uh, some of uh, Steven Spielberg's mom's jewelry um, was with Spielberg's sister, and they were used in the film, which Michelle Williams wore, just to give that kind of essence. All the footage that you see that's shot in the film on 8mm or 16mm uh, with different cameras, the, the Bolex and whatnot, was actually shot by Spielberg on set. So normally you have Janusz Kaminski and his team you know, working with the... Uh, camera, but for the 8mm and 16mm, Spielberg did it himself. And I think that was a really good move because only him and him alone remembers um, those moments. And he still probably has all those uh, uh, film reels and those footage. So for him to sort of go back into that mode uh, as a child and see the world that he saw as a child, but film it as an older filmmaker, really played well and I think that shows in the footage. And then there is an interview with Janusz Kaminski uh, who among many other things talks about the tornado sequence uh, in the film. Um, I didn't know this, uh, I mean I, I knew about the LED screens that have been around as a recent time uh, to produce special effects but the entire sequence of um, Michelle Williams and young, young, young Spielberg in the car and the tornadoes taking place was all shot in front of LED screens. So everything that you see, the tornadoes, um, the light pole coming down, everything was an LED screen and it wasn't real in terms of practical effect that actually happened on the set. And that was mainly done because there were kids in the car and obviously safety is a concern, but I had no idea that that was done on an LED screen. It's, it looks remarkably real, it, it certainly did. And last but not least, if you remember, there was a sequence at the end of the film um, where young Sammy uh, or Steven Spielberg uh, is uh, filming at the ditch day on the beach and so basically they had a day and a half after that ditch day sequence was filmed in for real and then obviously within that film Sammy was filming that they had day and a half 
to edit Sammy's digital footage because in a day and a half later it was going to be shown in in the school in the film and in the school is what I meant um, and they wanted to get authentic audience reactions so all the stuff that you see of young Spielberg's uh, colleagues and schoolmates watching that digital film they, their reaction was the first time reaction that they saw themselves on the screen which I know from experience that the only best reaction you'll ever get of people looking at themselves on screen if that's part of your story is the first reaction because no matter how many times you show them on over over and over again you're not going to get that same reaction as you do the very very first time uh, and that shows in the, in the film that truly does so I highly recommend it do check it out we are giving away one copy to people in North America uh, brand new disc uh, if you are interested in uh, winning this, subscribe to our channel, like it, share it, comment it, one or all, doesn't matter. The more different things that you do, the more chance you have to win. And I highly recommend it. And thanks for watching, guys. Until next time, have a great day. Family art. It'll tear you in two. You stop making movies, it'll break your mother's heart. I don't know what to do anymore. You do what your heart says you have to. What was your favorite part?